All good things are from above. James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. All good things man enjoys come down from the Father of lights. Nothing good is of this world, for the world itself is a gift of God. But the ultimate gift of all is found in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Have you believed in Jesus Christ, God's gift of redemption to the lost sons of Adam? Have you been born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God? Are you ready to lay hold on the salvation of your soul and your own personal promise of eternal life? Will today be the day all your sin and shame is expunged from your record and you begin brand new? Today is your valley of decision. Choose Jesus Christ, God's good and perfect gift. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Psalms 139, 13 through 16, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. God said, Proverbs chapter 35 and 6, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Man said, The God of the Bible has no place in science. All of life can easily be explained naturalistically. Supernatural is not necessary. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 789 that will once again prove that God and His Word are true and righteous altogether. All of these features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the saints and as a platform from which to convince the gainsayers. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, it grows by one. Thank you for coming. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. Because men have refused to retain God in their knowledge, he has turned them over to Satan and a reprobate mind, Romans one twenty-eight. Because men have refused to receive Jesus Christ, the love of the truth, God has turned them over to Satan and strong delusion that they should believe a lie, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11. I am reminded of Romans chapter 1, 21 through 23, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things." Today's pseudoscience has taken man who was made in the very image of God and reduced him to a byproduct of a primordial soup to a fish, a fish to an amphibian, and so on to his father the monkey. 
Again, verse 23, and change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Deceivableness of unrighteousness, reprobate minds, strong delusion that they should believe a lie. A handful of examples will suffice. Number one, there was a big bang and everything was created out of nothing. Number two, there was a big bang. And out of it evolved all the majesty of the earth and its life forms and the awe-inspiring universe all suspended in space. Three, you are genetically related to the banana. Four, man made in the image of God has been turned into four-footed beasts and creeping things. Five, man was fathered by an ape. Six, hummingbirds are dinosaurs. Seven, the water buffalo hung around the water too long. His legs fell off and turned into aquatic navigating parts. Nostrils crept up to the top of his head and formed a blowhole. Harry Hyde converted the smooth, thick blubber. Voila! You have a whale. Number eight. Darwin had his own version of the whale in his own words. Swimming for hours with widely open mouth, thus catching like a whale insects in the water. Even in so extreme a case as this, if the supply of insects were constant, and if better adapted competitors did not already exist in the country, I can see no difficulty in a race of bears being rendered by natural selection more and more aquatic in their structure and habits with larger and larger mouths till a creature was produced as monstrous as a whale. End of quote. All of the above and a host of others are a product of the deceivableness of unrighteousness, reprobate minds, and strong delusions. A large debate rages in the field of science between Bible-believing scientists and evolutionism scientists revolving around the word design. The Bible believers assert that the glorious, finely choreographed intricacies of the earth, its life forms, and its universe demand the hands-on presence of an all-knowing designer. The evolutionists, on the other hand, believe that there was a big bang— out of nothing and over billions of years, life evolved on its own with no need of God the Creator. To defend their position, they point to what they suppose is faulty or flawed design. Dr. R.J. Galuza addresses this debate in the April 2016 issue of Acts and Facts under the heading, The Poor Design of Our Recurrent Laryngeal Nerve. A good portion of this feature follows. There you go again is Ronald Reagan's unforgettable line from his 1980 United States presidential election debate with incumbent President Jimmy Carter. This pithy phrase is not insulting, but is certainly less than flattering. It is meant to characterize an opponent's claim as a worn-out, ill-conceived non-truth. Well, there you go again, fits David Barash's recent Wall Street Journal opinion piece, titled, Imperfect Reproductions. It parroted the tired evolutionary assertion that human bodies are exhibit A for all things poorly designed. Barash, an evolutionary psychologist, was thrilled to review Jeremy Taylor's book, Body by Darwin, which itemizes several alleged examples of how the human body reflects an evolutionary history. Many evolutionists believe that sticking a poor design tag onto a creature's traits constitute scientific evidence against creation and for evolution. But that line of thinking is beset with problems. List of poorly designed human structures include eyes, throats, 
and birth canals, along with molecular features like the blood-clotting cascade and DNA itself. Evolutionists also assert that one long nerve in our neck, the recurrent laryngeal nerve, RLN, not only reflects poor design, but is evidence that we long ago descended from fish. As additional scientific information is gained, these claims are being exposed as one major evolutionary blunder after another. Examination of the RLN reveals its poor design claim to be another classic blunder. Vocal cords in the larynx were innervated by the right and left laryngeal nerves. These nerves branch off of their prospective vagus cranial nerves. On the left side, the vagus nerve travels from the skull down the neck toward the heart and then past it. The recurrent laryngeal nerve branches off from the vagus just below the aorta. Looping under the aorta, the RLN then travels upward or recurs to serve several organs as it travels up to the larynx. Evolutionists see poor design in the fact that the left nerve does not branch off closer to the larynx. It should be noted that even though the RLN is longer than the right nerve, signals to each nerve are adjusted so that the vocal cords are stimulated simultaneously so normal speech is produced. Suppose an advocate for intelligent design debated Dr. Jerry Cohen, emeritus professor of evolution at the University of Chicago. There you go again would be a fitting response to his list of poor designs. And why evolution is true, Coyne affirms that one of nature's worst designs is shown by the recurrent laryngeal nerve in mammals. The curious thing is that it is much longer, about two feet longer than it needs to be. He later adds, this circuitous path of the recurrent laryngeal nerve is not only poor design, but might even be maladaptive. He claims that the only reasonable explanation for the route of the nerve is that it originally started out innervating gills in fish. Later, amphibians evolved from fish and reptiles and mammals evolved from them. Then he says, during our evolution, as our heart moved into our chest, unlike fish, to keep up with the backward evolution of the aorta, the laryngeal nerve had to become long and recurrent up to our larynx, which fish also don't have. Paleontologist Donald Prothero echoes in another, there you go again, conclusion, the same assertion. Not only is this design wasteful, but the bizarre pathway of this nerve makes perfect sense in evolutionary terms. In fish and early mammal embryos, the precursor of the recurrent laryngeal nerve is attached to the sixth gill arch deep in the neck and body region. These are definitive declarations considered undeniable evidence of poor design and for evolution. Under the paragraph heading, the RLN evolutionary declarations are stunningly wrong, the doctor continues. Scientific literature published over a decade prior to either Prothero's or Coyne's book detailed a very good reason why the RLN loops under the, or the, under the aortic arch. The RLN plays several key roles during a baby's pre-birth development, one of which is absolutely vital and quite intriguing. To set the stage, we know that while a baby develops in his mother's womb, he is living in a water world in which his lungs are not functioning for oxygen exchange. Therefore, most blood bypasses the lungs through some temporary shunts. One shunt is a small artery with a very muscular wall that connects the pulmonary trunk to the aorta. Its Latin name is ductus arteriosus 
When the baby takes his first breath after birth, uh, the artery detects specific signals and the muscular wall constricts in order to close the vessel. Blood is now forced into the lungs. Why does the ductus arteriosus have such a muscular wall uh, compared to other blood vessels that have far more elastic fibers? Investigators at John Hopkins Medical School found that during development, the left vagus nerve and its recurrent laryngeal branch form a sling supporting the distal or ductus uh, arteriosus component of the left sixth aortic arch. Remarkably, these researchers found in their study that the media composition of the blood vessel wall of the ductus arteriosus beneath the supporting nerves is thinner and has less elastic fiber formation than the elastic lamellar media of the adjacent aortic arches. The study shows that the vagus and recurrent laryngeal nerves are in a position to provide a mechanical support to the ductus arteriosus during its development and that the morphology or composition of the media of the supported ductus arteriosus differs from that of the adjacent unsupported aortic arches. It is suggested that this local mechanical support may be the reason that the normal ductus arteriosus differentiates as a muscular artery and is therefore able to obliterate its lumen in postnatal life. Without such support, the ductal media could develop the abundant elastic fibers characteristic of the normal unsupported aorta and pulmonary trunk and become an abnormal, persistently patent or open ductus arteriosus, not a good situation. Developmental research shows how the RLN could be seen as a wise mechanism designed to provide the right supporting conditions during a baby's development for the ductus arteriosus to form correctly. They are, there are multiple purposes for this nerve beyond activating the left vocal cords. Its length, location, and function all point to ingenious, not poor design. The assertion that its position in our body is due to a remote fish ancestry is yet another colossal evolutionary blunder. What would be a good reply to Dr. Abby Hafer's new book, The Not-So-Intelligent Designer, why evolution explains the human body and intelligent design does not. Or when Jerry Cohn chimes in, in clear and lovely prose, that Kenneth Miller shows that complex biochemical pathways are cobbled together from primitive precursor proteins that once had other functions but were co-opted for new uses. There you go again. When reading evolutionary literature, be sensitive to the fact that you are destined to hear many words that are toxic in the way they misrepresent reality and that substitute fantasies for observation. Such writings habitually personify nature as being able to cobble together, invent, and exercise agency through natural selection as the sculpting of the genome by the environment. It is legitimate to ask how much of the Darwinian process is just a phantasm that exists only in one's mind. No wonder that when evolutionary theory is extrapolated to real life, it leads to one blunder after another. End of quotes. When one casts off the word of God, when he refuses to retain God in his knowledge, and when he refuses to believe upon Jesus Christ the love of the truth, the deceivableness of unrighteousness sets in and produces a reprobate mind and strong delusions that one may believe a lie. This demonstration of foolishness is apparent to the children of faith who have eyes to see.
God said Psalms 139, 13 through 16, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. God said, Proverbs chapter 35 and 6, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Man said, The God of the Bible has no place in science. All of life can easily be explained naturalistically. Supernatural is not necessary. Now you have the record.